The following program is an independent production aired on this network. Opinions and information provided on today's show are those of guests and of the host and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff or management of this network. It's recommended that all listeners exercise due diligence when considering topics or advice of a controversial nature. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning, listeners. This is Joyce Buford with Second Wind. We're so happy that you've joined us today. And we have another fabulous guest as usual. But first, so let me remind you about what Second Wind is about. And that is women, W-O-M-E-N, and our lives You know, I believe we all get to a time in our lives when we just need a little push. We get stopped. We get stalled. Life seems to be a little difficult. And it may be brought on by major changes in your life, such as a divorce, an end of a marriage, a end of a relationship, a death of a spouse, the children leaving the nest, the grandparent or your parents where you now are the major support of your parents. There are so many transitions that we go through. And even in our normal life, we change hats constantly through the day. So basically, we are the nurturers of the world. We nurture babies and teach them how to live. So Second Wind is about that. Connecting with our strengths of leadership and love. And realizing that our value is far greater and sometimes very underestimated and underappreciated. Today, to, to start us off, I wanted to tell you about a story of my major transition. And it was during my divorce when I was making that transition about 12 years ago. I, it, you know, I was so uh, lonely during those days. It's hard to relate to other individuals, even though you may have known them all your life or they may be considered friends. You're still in an awkward place in your life. So I was so needing to find love that I decided I could do that through getting a puppy. And I love animals. So, and have always had animals in my life. 
So I adopted or found a beautiful golden lab in 1999 as a puppy. And I could start feeling that warm love and appreciation from that little bitty puppy again. And it was so important that we were able to do that in our lives. Well, the pain of the divorce was much less as I became back into that space of, I love what I'm doing. I love this little person. I love this little animal. And I just became more me. Well, several years later, my daughter decided to make money by raising blue healers. And that's an Australian shepherd dog. Now, the long story short, which this could go on for at least an hour. And if you are a mother out there, you might know what I'm talking about in reference to our children. But anyway, the Lauren had seven puppies, seven blue healer puppies. And she was going to go on the road because she is a barrel racer. I suggested that maybe she leave those puppies with me instead of putting them in the back of the horse trailer which seemed to make sense to her, but that she leave those puppies with me and I would see that they grew up, got their shots, uh, did all the beginning things that you needed to do and would even start selling the puppies. Well, as you might guess, there was a runt that was a cute little thing in the litter and it it was a puppy that had a white body and black spots. Isn't it strange how we are so attracted to one when there are seven, but the one stands out to us? Well, to me, she reminded me of a Jersey cow. And so her name is Moo Moo. Like Moo Moo, the cow is mooing. Moo Moo does not look like that at all now. The white body and black spots have disappeared, and now she looks more like black body with red and tan face. And she looks much more like the mix of her mom and dad. Princess left Moo and I two years ago, but Moo is my everyday shadow, always there to accept me, no matter if I'm happy, sad, ugly, or bad, happy, happy, happy to be there with me. And it's so magical to me how our animals seem to know exactly how we feel. They indeed are what I would consider the perfection of unconditional love. I think that's amazing. And I love my Moo. And so we have a great team and we are a great team. But that leads me into my story today because our special guest is a lady that works and spends most of her days Helping animals. She has the greatest job, I think, 
because she's finding homes, forever homes, for puppies and kittens out there. I don't know if there are other animals, but she is the leader of a a facility that does that for animals. So we're going to be visiting with Gail Helms, director of the Pets Fur, if you are, people here in Tyler, Texas. But listeners, no matter where you are, there is another Gail Helm in your community doing this great service for your community and for the animals in our lives. So, Gail, I welcome you. Good morning, Joy. Good morning, Joy. What a sorry story. <laughs> Thank you. I had no idea. It is. It is an awesome story. What a great lead in to our interview this morning. Oh, thank you, Gail. We're so we're so excited that you you are going to talk with us about one of the most important things that we can have in our lives, which is the experience of loving an animal. Um, and like you, what? And like you mentioned, that unconditional that unconditional love. Oh yes. You know, it is just. You, you, you can't even put a, a price tag on something like that. Right. Well, you know, I'd like for us to back up a little bit because you and I really started, I first knew you when you worked in what I I remember as being called the traffic section of a TV station. That was many years yeah, ago. Many, 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 <laughs> many years ago. Yes. And you and know, I, when you're born and raised, when you're when you're born and raised in a community, you know, and you stay here, you um, I think maybe have some opportunities um, just because you were at the right place at the right time, and that was such a an, an unusual and exceptional opportunity for me. Uh huh. So what did you, how did you get from where the, the um, from the TV station to the, what were the situations that happened in your life and sort of developed and took you to what your passion is right now, helping animals? Well, originally, well, originally uh, my, uh, my vocational education teacher at a radio position in the traffic department. The traffic department is the department that schedules the commercial that allows a TV station or a radio station to exist because that's where the revenue comes from. And so from radio for a couple of years to when it was only, I'm dating myself, but when it was only AM and not FM as we now know, um, to be there for a couple of years and then to um, move up the street, as we'll say, to um, the only television station here in Tyler, Texas, and that was KLTV Television. And so from the news department to the traffic department to the program directors for 18 years, um, wow. then um, I, I decided to go out on my own and... Um, you know, it's pretty tough out there when you're trying to be a, you're a single woman and you're trying to make ends meet, especially in a small town like Tyler. But yeah. when I was um, We're going to break own, here, I, Gail. I, 
Okay. Gail, we're going to okay. break right here and go to a short commercial because I want to hear the story you're about to tell us without any interruptions. So thank you again for being Yeah. Uh, thank you for being here. We're going to take a short break in about 30 seconds. And we are talking with Gail Helms, who is with Pets for People here in Tyler. She's going to tell us about her mission at this wonderful facility and also share some important information. You're listening to Joyce Buford with Second Wind. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devan will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome back. We are listening to Gail Helms who is Director of Pets for People. And Gail, am I saying that right? You're known as the Director? Hello, Gail. Um, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello. I can. We've got some okay. static going on yeah. here. But, um, but Gail. Well, you're fine on my end. Yes. Oh, good. Tell me, though, we had left at the first first segment 
with you saying that you were a single woman going to, through ten, transition, job transitions. And so how continue with that story, if you would, please. Well, and I had the opportunity. Um, I've always had a true love for animals. Um, and I was um, fortunate enough to be on the board of directors of what was then the Humane Society of Smith County. And so was on that board for probably four or five years, um, and I was in charge of public relations, and I found that really interesting and challenging because it just allowed me to um, have more of a voice in trying to educate people about the Humane Society and how to be a better pet owner. So then the executive director was retiring, and as I had gone into I had gone into radio, uh, into radio and television after suits on my own. I remember when I was sitting on my patio and God touched me, God on, touched me on the shoulder and specifically said, specifically said you, need to go out. you need to go out and see that you make a society and make a difference there. There was the executive director, the executive director who was retiring. So and so I boldly, without any sort of training whatsoever, decided that was what my life goal should be. And my mother used to tell me, careful what you pray for. I used to pray that I could make a difference in the lives of animals. And sure enough, I had no idea what I was expression stepping off into, but it's been a, a journey that I'll never, ever uh, regret. There's been sad times and a lot of happy times lately. So that brought me to the Humane Society back in 1998, and it has been... Um, an awesome journey, and I think a an opportunity for the community of Tyler in East Texas to get a feel for how people need to take care of animals, and you know what an important part they play in our lives every day. Yeah, um, I always like those moments when God steps in and puts a hand on us and said, "Turn here <laughs> and follow this mm -hmm. path." It's kind of oh, yes, thank you, you know, for helping me. <laughs> Through this. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I can tr I can truly remember when that happened. And, you know, I did not know how to do this. And so it's through his grace and his guidance that I have continued with this journey and this passion. And I see it every day, not so much in my life, but in how that we are impacting the lives of other people. And so now, and so now, um, we were from the Humane Society of Smith County, and we changed our name to the Humane Society of Texas in 2010. This year, we changed to Pets for People. And truly now, our ministry You know, when I, I, that's how a lot of uh, beginning steps are taken. I'm going to relate just a little bit about my story with Discovery Science Place, which is the Children's Museum here. It's more about, yes, we get a feeling or a message that we have a direction, but then it's when we take that action that really makes it come alive for us. I knew nothing about leading a children's museum, but you know, you just get out there and you 
go to work and you do the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And it, it soon becomes who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you felt much of the same type of experience when you first stepped into the leadership of that organization. Right? Oh, I truly did. I, I truly <laughs> did. It was um, It was like it was supposed to be. You know, there was no second-guessing, right. no, no questioning. It was just to go straight ahead despite the obstacles that were in the way and despite the negativity. Um, it was what had to happen. And, you know, I never looked back, Joyce. It was just, it was, the, it was what God wanted me to do. Right. Yeah. So remembering those early days, one of the things that you come into an organization when you take a risk like that, and I call that a risk, even though you have direction, mm-hmm. it's still you have these little voices inside of you that say, you don't know anything about this job. You maybe can't do this. And there are certainly questions when you have to go out with a nonprofit, particularly and raise funds if you have not done that before. Raising funds can be a real challenge to one's um, uh, stepping out there, uh, but it's a part of nonprofit. You have to do it and find those people that love what you're doing and connect with your with your mission. Another thing that I find a lot of times is that we are called back to those things that we loved as a child for career paths. Did you ever think of that? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yes, uh-huh. to be able to that because that was my passion as a child, uh, not so much with dogs and cats, and that's what I deal with now, but in the small little wild animals and the little hamsters and the little the small things, small animals. But yes, that was my love then, and um, here I am, and I guess that'll be the end of my career is to also work with animals. So it is it's a full circle, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And we we don't realize we have the answers many times in what we're meant to do here on Earth. But you talked about the transition of the organization. Would you? That was in what year? You went from well, we were till till 2010, and uh-huh. before that, for um, since 1968, when the organization was actually came into fruition, we were the impoundment facility for city and county animal control. And during that time, city and county animal control have their facility responsibility, responsibility to pick up the spray, their responsibility is to have people come in, and then they would, and then they would they need a facility. How those animals into a distribution That's where the Humane Society in the county came in. So we worked with those entities, and they would have had contracts that would pay us, and that was how we kept our doors open. But we had money and responsibility of having to euthanize a lot of animals. And 
We did that for a number of years and finally decided in 2010, we made the moral decision that that was not what a humane society should be. Um, and so we opted to sever our relationship with city and county. And you talk about stepping out and knowing that that was what you need to do. It may not have been the right business decision, but yeah. it was the right moral thing to do. So in 2010, it became a no-kill facility and yeah. um, changed our name to Humane Society of East Texas. Yeah, so your mission is for Pets for People your mission is to find find homes without euthanizing the animals, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And part of our um, mission is to take, we're not here to warehouse animals, so we take yeah. the animals that we feel are adoptable. Now, we may have to you know, provide medical attention to them, but to find adoptable animals for a period of time, though, and so believe that, believe that, not our mission is not to use them, but to find them forever. So that's what, and so that's what we really propose. Well, who provides well your as, animals as for we you? We have the general public who, um, for whatever reason, if they found an animal um, or if they uh, have an animal in their home that has to be rehomed. But we evaluate every animal that comes in and see if we think it is adoptable. Um, you know, we don't take animals that are 10 or 11 years old simply because no one wants to adopt those animals. And then we're not here to just warehouse them for the rest of their lives. So um, we don't ever have a shortage. We're full right now of animals, dogs and cats. We also um, believe that overpopulation has got to um, decrease. And so we have for the public a low-cost spay and neuter clinic that we have every Wednesday here at our sanctuary. We spay and neuter 30 animals. And we also oh. provide low-cost vaccination. So that's one way that we can help the community in trying to stop this overpopulation. Statistics have shown that one female dog and her offspring in six years can produce 67,000 puppies. Oh, my gosh. And so wow. in one female cat and her, in one female cat and her offspring in seven years can produce 420,000 kittens. And so that's where we have to start is to spay and neuter to stop these unwanted litters of puppies and kittens from being born. Yeah. Well, I know you all do a good, provide a great service there. And when we come back from our break, uh, well, we have a few seconds here. People can get to you on your internet by petsfurfurpeople.com, correct? Dot org. Dot org. Oh, okay. So if you haven't been to that website. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So if you have like that, you have an eye that website you it has to it has some good information on it. It also has bios of all of our dogs and cats. Um aware of and aware of animal advocates. So we have special things like softener and slaughter and stopping gas and so there are things that we are Working on, working on as an organization that you can see on our website. It's very informative website, and it's the first step in trying to find a dog or a cat. It's a different website on our website. 
Okay, Gail, we're, we're going to break, so we will be back shortly. Lori Hurley, the social networking navigator, helps you overcome your overwhelm online and make social media easy. Every week, she shares the latest and greatest about social networking and welcomes industry experts and end users of different social media platforms to share their experiences moving their business forward online. Whether you are a Facebook fanatic or a lover of LinkedIn, Lori has you covered on all angles of social media, including Twitter, YouTube, blogging, Google+, and more. Lori shares her knowledge and love of educating others on all things social media with relevant material, engaging guests, and hot tips and techniques to help you soar down the social media highway. Join her every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Social Networking News Hour here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We're having little sound problems today, so if you can, if we're sounding a little weird on this end or on your end, there's uh, reasons for that. We're going through all of this dance and act here to get some clear sounds going through. But Gail, when I visited your website, I was amazed at all of the different things that you do. I didn't even know they would provide some of these things particularly for the organization Meals on Wheels, uh, which is a, a, a program that we have here locally for um, homebound seniors and disabled individuals to get food to them. And they also, you do a service with animals as well for those people, correct? Yes, we do. We um, understood from visiting with Meals on Wheels some of their um, volunteers that they had witnessed that some of their clients were sharing their food with their small house pets because they yeah. could not afford to purchase dog or cat food. So I felt that it was our responsibility to try to help those people. So we actually were partnering with UT Health Center here in Tyler. And they have some volunteers that come on a weekly basis. And they have dogs, cats, dogs, cats, bags, and we 
I share a lot of my food with my dog, and I can imagine that those people I know, that do, aha, uh-huh, good or bad, you know, I have those those friends that go, oh, you can't do that. But Moo um, uh, would be so disappointed if I didn't give her some little tidbit, and that has to really play on anybody's heart when they're eating, even though they may have limited amounts of food. They also know their pet needs food. So, uh, yeah, I can see such a need for this. Do you know if this is a national program or if it's just simply strictly something that we've done and with our facilities here? Certain that there are other um, parts of the country that provide something like this. And right now we're doing it for the people here in Tyler, but hopefully we can expand it further. We're fortunate, we're blessed enough that Walmart and Sam's donate the broken bags of dog food to us and cat food. Oh. So we just share that with the, with the less fortunate. So, um, you know, we, we just believe in sharing when it's appropriate. So, and you know, Joyce, uh, for a lot of these shut-ins, the dog or cat is the only companionship they have. And mm-hmm. that is just like a family member. And so... You know, that's very important to their mental well-being to have that companionship. And what a tragedy it would be if the people could not provide for those animals and they had to be removed from their home. So, right. like I said, it truly is a win-win situation, and it's, uh, it, it truly helps those seniors to have a reason to live. Right. Now, you mentioned in your website also another uh, service that's very similar which is the Pet Food Stamps program. Yes. yes. And that um, that is actually a... Organization. Go ahead. It's a national program for people who cannot afford to um, provide food for their dogs and cats. And so it's free of charge. You have to make an application. But, um, you know, it's impossible for people to get help. And I think that also is one way I can our whole body is realizing that realizing what you feel important to them or to families and to individuals. And that to be done to have to be done to allow them to stay allow them to stay in the home in another way, that other way that can afford can afford to feed their feed their help or their help for them. So you can go to you can go to our website on click on program program and it will give you step by step of how you can get that get that program and work for you and start that application. You can go to pet Well, you know, I'm so impressed with all of the programs that are listed on your site. I mean, 
it's it exceeds far more than I had expected to read about. So, you know, from a cookbook and supports for pets to uh, how you adopt, how you would donate, all of those things that are so important that I, I really, quite honestly, had not thought about. So it's an excellent website and another, from that standpoint. Go ahead. Thank you. Another program that we are involved in, there's a nursing home here in Tyler. It's a rehabilitation hospital and a nursing facility. And we go every other Friday and take some puppies. And mm-hmm. we do what we call pet therapy. And it's therapy for the residents, it's therapy for us, and it's therapy for the puppies. But it's incredible how their faces light up, a big smile on their face when they see us walk through the door with these puppies. We only spend an hour, but we go into the rooms of people who are not able to get up and join us in the piano room. And uh-huh. um, just to have our visit our visit for five or ten minutes with these patients, it just lifts their spirits. And sometimes we see reactions that they've been not very active or very responsive until we come into the room. And so that is a wonderful um privilege that we have to go and to help these people who, you know, need to have some reassurance and something to brighten their day. And so we right. do that as well. It's just truly really amazing, like you say, there's so many opportunities um, that we service the community with more, so much more than just an animal shelter. Right. But there's spay neuter program that we have and meals on wheels in the nursing home. And then we also go into the school system and we have a program designed to teach children how to be responsible. Kindergarten through fourth grade. So we actually go in for about a ten minute minute program. Children are very well behaved. We will allow them to love them, pet on the puppy. So we teach them how to be a responsible pet owner, vexing animals, vexing animals, and to love them. So love them. We do that as well. We do that as well. So it's just incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, now when you go to the nursing homes, are you actually taking puppy, puppy, puppies? Little puppies, puppy. yes, ma'am, we do. Uh, who could yes, not melt at the sight of a puppy? Oh, that's perfect. And it's also yes. a pretty good size yes. for an older person to hold, to actually be able to hold. Do they hold them? Oh, yes, they do. Um, and the ones that are lying in bed, we usually put them on their chest, but then there are a number of them that wait for us in their piano room. And so uh-huh. they hold the puppies, they snuggle with the puppies, and it is, it's a, it's an awesome opportunity for us to get, like I say, give back to the community. Right. And it's also a great opportunity to ask, ask them where, what did you have as far as a, when you were a child? Did you have dogs? Did you have cats? And to get that conversation flowing about them in their childhood and what they experienced with their dogs and cats. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my mother is 96 and she is living in a, a senior home. And so anyway, I don't know if you all have visited there or not yet. But uh, some of the ladies are, usually it is a lady, are allowed to keep their dogs. And I know those are uh, 
wonderful source of love for them. And they get out and walk those dogs because they feel very responsible for taking care of their animal. So it has a lot, you know, that animal is serving the purpose of offering love to the to the owner as well as encouraging her to exercise he, she, it so that it works. It's a win-win again for that person who has an animal. Uh, now, when you go to classrooms, you probably take an older dog or are you again working with the puppies? Usually it's an older dog, one that um, has got some manners. Um, uh-huh. But we usually take them uh, that are a little bit older that we can walk around the room and let the, let the children visit with them and hug them. And, mm. and so, you know, it doesn't matter who takes the dog. It's all about the dog talking about, you know, um, them and their experience. And usually it's going to be a dog from here. And so, you know, it just helps children to understand about the throwaway animals and how disposable our society is now mm-hmm. and how animals are so low on the totem pole of responsibility. Yes, but it, I, it, that's always been that way as far as I know from the, all my years. You know, the dog was the last to think about um, in our family. So I'm I'm so happy to see that changing. Not that our dogs had a really tough life because we love our animals, but even so, it is, as you say, one of the last things we think about in our home life. So I don't recommend that you come and get Moo because she's not pretty good with young children. So knowing the dog <laughs> is really important. <laughs> so I yeah. built more than yeah. one fence because of Moo. But anyway, <laughs> she's a great... uh announcer. She announces everybody really loudly and with lots of vigor. (laughs) So she's made more than one man stop at these tracks. So we will be back shortly where we can, I want to start off with you providing how people can get in touch with you so that they can learn more. They may be interested in adopting or they want to be involved in some of your volunteerism or send you a check. I'd like that, a check. So we will be back. You've been listening to Joyce Buford and Gail Helms talking about our beloved animals. So we'll see you in a minute. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. 
So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Gail Helms, and we're talking about her second wind, which was connecting with her love of animals and how she has made a career out of that love. So, Gail, I want you to start off with telling us how people can connect with you over your website and other information that you might want to share. I would love to join us. Thanks for that opportunity. Um, our website is fur.org. And we have, and we have information, about, information the about the shelter, how you can adopt, what to do, find a pet, find a pet. We have that service available, um, available here at our sanctuary. A lot of good information. Um, and you can also, um, also follow us on Facebook. We have a lot of great, have a lot of great information on that. We share our adoption pictures, share testimonies of people who have adopted and they have feedback. People say, people say. What's going, just, on, what's going shelter, on here at the shelter? Get a better feel for who we are and what we are. So that is, are. That is so that Facebook slash people.org. We're updating that all the time. Not really on Twitter, really on Twitter that much, but um, we also, you can reach us uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Our phone number to our adoption center is 903-597-2471. And our spay and neuter clinic Pet Make a Family Partnership Spay Neuter Project, and a shout out to Dr. John Alexander in Bullard Vet. He is um, responsible for staffing our uh, clinic here on Wednesday. For make an appointment, you can call 903-526-5598 or go online to make an appointment. We'll call you back once you register. We do that every Wednesday for dogs and cats. Dogs go home the same day. Cats will go home the following day. We're booking into in August um, as we speak. Wow. Um, so, but the main thing is if we can just get people to come out to our shelter and experience the love and the caring that we have out here, we're not like any other shelter. 
if you've ever visited one. When you drive up, we have a, a volunteer who helps four days a week with landscaping. That is just incredible. Um, we have a clean, clean facility. It doesn't smell. People have to have a misconception that a shelter is a bad place. All the animals are unhealthy, and it's just uh, it's a heartbreaker when you come here and you can see everybody has a bed inside their kennel. We have exercise areas. We have volunteers to come out and exercise. So it's um, so it's really fantastic. You can come out here to experience this. It's a wonderful opportunity. I think a lot of times when people think of it, when they think of a volunteer uh, responsibility and it's with an animal shelter, they think it is always working directly with the animals, not realizing that there are so many different functions that go on with any organization, such as, as you said, volunteerism, gardening, uh, paperwork. There's all sorts of jobs that help, uh, that must be completed for a, a business to stay in business. So, um, it's not yeah. just working with the dogs. It could be walking the dogs, no. but not no. uh, regularly. No. And so, and I think it's great that we have a question. Go ahead. We've got a little overlap don't here because of our sound. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have a pay um, staff. We have a pay staff of eleven, and that's very, very short-staffed for us. And so, and so uh -huh. the things that we things that cannot we do and cannot do, do. And so I have the volunteers for how many hours, for how many hours, a week, a day, a week, a month to come out and help. It's really invaluable, it's really invaluable. and it's not that we want them to clean the litter box, clean the litter box, interact, to interact with the animals, improve their quality of life. Right. Do you have a, an average number of volunteers that you do have, or is there a number that you kind of would love to have every week? Well, I would love to have. I would love every week to have fifteen to twenty people come out, but that's just not the case. And you know that's why they call them volunteers. You can come out when it fits your schedule, whether right. it's our organization or other organizations. And so right. you, know, you don't have to call and make an appointment to come out. You just show up when you can and do whatever we need you to do. So it really is. It works out very well for everybody involved. Yeah. So now, where are you located? If you are coming around the east side of the loop here in Tyler. We're off of East Irwin, and we um, you just turn off of East Irwin, and you're going to go half a mile. You're going to go outside the loop, and you go about half a mile, and you'll see a big yellow sign on the left that says Animal Shelter, and you turn there, and that's where we're located. You can't miss us. So we're really not as far out as people think we are. We're right off mm -hmm. the East Loop on off of Irwin Street, and we're here Tuesday through Sunday, 10 uh -huh. to 5, and we close for lunch 1 to 2. Um, 
you know, when for a short time in when I was moving, I lived in a facility or in a, a condominium that had no outdoor space for my dog to run off leash. So I'm really one of those advocates that's saying, I want a dog park in Tyler, Texas. They're all over the country, but yet we don't really have one in Tyler, Texas. That's a non, it's open to the public, but still available for everyone to use. Do we? Well, that's, no, and that's one of my next projects. We um, are trying to raise the funds, and it's really only about $4,000 to have a dog park here at the shelter. We can have it for our dogs to exercise off leash and make it available to people who have a dog and they can come out here and we have an ulterior motive in it. If we can get them out here, then we're right here and they can take a little bend to the shelter and hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I um in my search uh, when went out and bought a book that was I'm an inch inch and a half thick paperback of all of the different facility all of the different communities all over the United States that have dog parks. And I was amazed and almost embarrassed that Tyler, Texas, who is one of the fastest growing places in East Texas, had not had no facility like that. So I I really applaud you for taking that, whatever the motive is. It's just providing the available space for somebody to have a facility like that for people that do not have yards that their dogs can run in. It's so important for the animal and for the community. Now, what would you say is probably your biggest challenge as being a nonprofit facility? Joyce, for us, and like every other nonprofit, right now with the economy the way that it is, people um, don't have a lot of discretionary funds to donate. And so, obviously, for us, funding is, is very, very critical, and it's always a challenge. And so, for us, um, funding is the main source uh, of concern for us. Uh, our adoptions do not cover um, our operating that we need money that we need to make ends meet. Um, you, know, yeah. you know, it's amazing you think about a nonprofit, and, but you still have workers in the compensation to pay for the life on you. You have to pay the employees. You have to you have to pay for the internet. You have to pay for your phone. Those are the challenges. Those are the challenges that we have every day. So people to people to make a twenty five dollar donation every month just to do an auto draft would just make our lives and their lives so much easier. And it's also if people are passionate about what we're trying to do as we are, it would um, make them feel good. It's just right. Um, and fundraisers are tough. Yes, they are. Fundraisers are tough to um, to put on and to make to make that work for you. Yeah. No matter whose community you're talking about, in nonprofit, it's always the finances. You cannot produce enough income, so you have to go out and ask for donations. And the fundraiser is the important 
one way of you can get important funds, but it takes a lot of work to do a fundraiser and make it, you know, profitable for you. So again, I encourage all people, no matter what community you live in, connect with your uh, pet organizations that are saving your animals. And if you know somebody that's trying to start somebody, start a facility. I bet Gail Helm would be a wonderful resource to give information and support them in, in their struggles to begin such a fine organization. Am I speaking out of turn here, Gail? Well, Gail, I want to say thank you very much for your time today. Uh, it's been ex- wonderful to hear your story. Uh, from TV to teaching to animals, which are really your passion and your love. And I think it's great that you are doing your passion now. So again, thank you very much, Gail, for being here. Thank you to my listeners for being here today. I um, want you to know that I apologize for the sound problems if they caused any difficulty on your end. Um, But we do hope that you will be with us next week. We're going to be talking about a fabulous subject next week, a woman that has recorded the song named Second Wind and how we got together. So I hope you'll be here next week. We will be looking forward to having you at Second Wind. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection?